the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, my co-host, and we are here to unravel all things healthcare. Good evening, Dr. Mark. Hey, good to hear you. Good to hear you. Glad to be back in the room. I do want to tell our listeners, you might hear uh, some pauses for cough breaks. We're both reacting to the crazy pollen counts in the air. They bumped up in the last two days, setting records here in Orlando. I I saw the pollen count at over 70. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but it seems high. It makes your eyes itch just talking about it. No, it's all all over your car. Yeah. I didn't think that was the time of year, yeah. but what do I know? Yeah, I actually took a Claritin last night for the well, very reason that we're talking ah, about. All right. So that's a little uh, punchline for <laughs> Claritin. If any of the Claritin, Claritin companies are listening, uh, feel free to call in and see sponsors? if we can set something up and sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I think that's buzz marketing, they call that. That's so it. it should work really well. Well, let's jump mm-hmm. on into it. We've got a couple of COVID vaccine discussions yep. to talk yep. about. Fortunately, not a lot of COVID news. Not, not a but lot. But the, uh, the most interesting, I think, Think we've talked about in the last two weeks, Pfizer's COVID-19 shot for kids under five, that six month to five. Yep. We brought it up when they talked about bringing it uh, for emergency approval to the FDA. And we yep. said a lot of things about it. Yep. That, and I was, I was kind of shooting it down. I was waiting to get rebunked, rebuted. But mm-hmm. tell us about the latest. Yeah, Well, Pfizer's kind of put the brakes on their six yep. months to four year old vaccines. And there's a number of reasons why. Evidently, when they they looked at the efficacy, the two-year to four-year-old was mm-hmm. adequate. Right. But the six months to two years of age, it didn't show adequacy. And what they were looking at was possibly three shots. And so they're going back now, and they've put everything on hold to see if the three-shot series is going to build the ex- efficacy up. So that's interesting. I yep. thought they backed down because they listened to our shows. Well, I thought they heard and, what you said last week. And if week. they listen to this show, I'm going to tell you that <laughs> scarce few parents— are going to take their six-month-old in for three shots. Exactly. And it is not marketable. That's right. I still don't see the... Now, you're talking about the effectiveness, not the efficacy. You're talking about the effectiveness, right? So whether they have the immune response. The immune... And so for me, it's what's the payback? What's the risk versus the reward? And a child who's six months old to two years old, that specific group... That's right. They're not in school. That's right. You know, they may be in some daycare facility. Some. And uh, unless they are living with a grandparent, 
hopefully they're living with vaccinated parents and siblings. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. sense. Well, there were several doctors that were quoted when this article came out. In fact, there's an article in today's paper in Orlando, Dr. Uh Mark, about this very thing, about parents saying that, well, I had a reaction to my vaccine. I'm not about to give it to my 18 months. And you can understand because if you, even if you have a mild reaction and your arm hurts, that's going to make the little guy or little gal pretty cranky. And you're going to feel like you inflicted that upon them. That's different than, than, than taking it yourself. So yeah, it's just not, this goes back to mixing science, politics and money. And this is the money part because they're, they're going to be able to sell a lot more vaccines if, if we get everybody vaccinated that way. And I do think it's a little bit of marketing by Pfizer too. I think it's a hundred percent. Well, let me mention this. According to our stats, there 18 million children in America under age five. Wow. In Florida, there are 1.5 million kids from that six month to four years of age. Wow. Out of our 20 million or Out so population. Out of our 22 population. million population. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Now, that's, that explains all the noise when you go outside, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's all good. Well, you're right, though. It's about the enough immunity to make it worthwhile, and, yeah. and I completely agree with you. Parents have come out. There were a couple of moms quoted in this article mm-hmm. saying, there's no way I'm giving my 12-month-old these, these and, and they were probably vaccinated. They wouldn't they even were. ask them they the were. question. They were. Right. They were. So, yeah. so, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's, it's a loss out of the gate. You know, interestingly, though, I, I don't... I don't know that the FDA considers those things yep. because they're not in the business of business. So if right. they if they approve something that just wasn't going to sell well, that doesn't come into right. their their decision making right. factor. That's right. Well, now they're saying that, you know, originally they were going to have an answer by the end of this month. Right. And now they're saying it's going to be mid to late April before they have a decision. So, so after we're out of the pandemic, I'm hoping right. right after right. we're just all That's done right. with this. Someone That's asked right. me today, you know, where do you think we're going to go on this yearly vaccine basis? Mm-hmm. The, the short answer is we have no idea. That's right. The hopeful answer is, is that we're not going to need it. And, you know, but you're going to hear from the vaccine manufacturing companies that we're absolutely doing it. Exactly. So just look at your sources when you have these discussions and and understand that there's still a lot we don't know. Right. We don't know what what's going to happen. You know, you know, knock on wood, we haven't come up with a new variant and we haven't come up with any information saying that Omicron BA2 is going to be any big deal. Exactly. And it's been a few weeks and that's usually enough to, to have an yeah. idea of where things are going. Well, you know what I thought oh, an interesting piece of this article that was in today's paper in the Orlando Sentinel. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons the six months to two years of age case study wasn't applicable. They didn't have enough kids that actually got COVID. Right. Well, they're, they're, what does that right, say? Right. All right. So their numbers aren't. It's, it says what we've been saying. It's that, what that you it's, said two it's weeks not, ago. It's not the group that we're trying yeah, to protect. Exactly. Yeah, they're exactly. trying to immune. Im- and, you know, speaking immune. of uh, kids, <clears throat> there's always been a uh, hesitancy among pregnant moms. Yeah, for all drugs, vaccines. For anything. I mean, anything. in the in the beginning, right. there, there was when there was no data, I think that the party line was, well, we just don't know whether right. for lactating moms or for pregnant exactly. moms what they should do. Now, but, now we do. Yeah, well, the CDC did a study, a newborn study, and they came up with three stats, Dr. Mark, that I think uh, we could talk about. And mm-hmm. this is near and dear to your heart as well. Vaccinated moms who had babies 
61% were less likely to be hospitalized with COVID if they were vaccinated. The, so the, the babies were 61% less likely to be yeah, hospitalized yeah. if they had COVID. If their yep. mom had, yeah, yeah. if they if got the COVID, had, yeah. if their mom had vaccination. Yeah. Interesting. And of the babies hospitalized with COVID, 88% of those moms were unvaccinated. Not a shocker. So, yeah, so what yeah. we're saying is that it transmits some level of immunity yes. across the placenta from moms yes. being vaccinated. That's exactly what we're saying. And and when they look at vaccinated moms, you know, you, we don't know the timing. It you know maybe they were vaccinated early on and mm-hmm. were ready for booster. Maybe they had one shot. Maybe had two. We don't know. But they yep. still had a sixty one percent less likelihood. That's right. And then eighty four percent of the kids that actually ended up in the hospital were from unvaccinated moms, babies. And another thing that I think is interesting, you talk about acute care. Eighty eight percent of babies that ended up in the ICU were from unvaccinated moms. Um, that's that's important. That's important. Very important. I, I, Larry, there was another article that came across my desk just today, mm-hmm. and it was looking at kind of the other side of this. Were there any negative outcomes in babies born to vaccinated moms? And so they had a study of uh, I think they had like sixteen hundred moms. Okay, uh, and that and they followed the children along for six months, I believe was the time frame, and they showed that there were no difference in untoward events, congenital defects, need for surgery, need for hospitalization in either the vaccinated or unvaccinated group. So again, pushing the idea that it was safe for these moms to be vaccinated. Right, so, I, right. so that goes right along with this article here. So that's very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, but I you know, know that's, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. And yeah. in, in the face of us still saying that we're not looking forward to vaccinating the six month olds. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I think uh, before we go into our next topic, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about, you know, we're actually, what, six weeks into 20, uh, actually seven weeks into 2022. I'll buy that. And, you know, in the very beginning, our first show, I think actually was New Year's Day, we talked to our audience about getting your annual wellness visit. Yep. Getting your baseline labs, mm-hmm. understanding your chronic illnesses, making sure that they don't turn, knowing the red flags, that they don't turn into acute um, health care issues. Mm-hmm. And we just want to continue to encourage our listeners right. to get their annual wellness visit, choose a primary care physician, yes. and know your baselines, just like you get your car serviced every year. Right. And then it goes to the very basics of what we talk about here every week Yes, and how can we best take care of ourselves and our families. Right. Uh, and I'll tell you that you've probably had your annual visit. Now, you do it on your birthday. I do it. It'll actually be in April. Yep. Yep. And... The best I can tell you that mm-hmm. I've done is just yesterday I walked into my primary care's office okay. to confirm that they take my new insurance, which they do. Okay, and good. so now we set up an yep. appointment. So uh, I won't. You're I won't the claim state. they have to take your insurance. Yeah, <laughs> they have to take it. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So I just checked on that mm-hmm. and got that squared away, which is one step closer to going in and visiting. Yep. And yep. Uh, so what we'll have to check in. What month is your birthday? November. Okay, so that's a little long. <laughs> that's a little long. So yeah. I'm going to go. I'm. Yeah. I actually like to do it at the front end of the year. Okay. Um, okay. And just from the perspective of looking at deductibles and testing that's going to go on rather yep. than doing, mm-hmm. if I waited till November and yep. I had four things yep. to do, that's not, not always the best timing. Makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think it is extremely important. The hospitals are 
much, much less busy than they were a year ago. Uh, absolutely. The yep. primary care facilities are much more likely to take patients face-to-face. I think a lot of them are still giving you the option, but I think that annual visit can be done either way, uh, but they're definitely more likely to go face-to-face. And so you're going to get your appointment set up. The insurance companies are there yep. for you. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great idea because this is a service that's included free of charge. Yep. Doesn't, you know, doesn't come up against your deductible. Well, you know, we're, we're also seeing that urgent care center use has extremely increased over ER use. And that's a good sign, Dr. That is a good sign. So you think, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting because we still have patients that for, you you may argue don't need to do anything, Mm -hmm. but they are finding a way into the medical care system. And I wonder uh, what, what directs them to urgent care, which is the right place as opposed to the ERs Are the ERs directing them. Or well, how, actually, how's that working? Actually, what we're doing with our value-based physicians is we're giving them urgent care centers that are in a five-mile radius of their offices. Well, we've always done that. And we're telling right. them to give this list to your patients. Right. So, so but know. we, in the value-based world, I mean, that's that's a huge piece of what we do. Yep, it is. And we've always played that game. Yep. Yet, what's, so what else has changed? You know? I well, mean, has, I think, has something else changed? Because I, I, I'm not... Well, well, I think one of the things that we're doing, and our PCPs and our staff mm-hmm. of our primary care physicians are better educating and communicating with our value-based patients. Well, that's, that's a big again, that's, hu- that's the plan. And I yep, believe yep. that in our system, you know, in our microcosm, that makes sense. But you're talking yep. nationally, right? You're right. talking. Right. And I, I, I have to say that in as much as I think this is a, a great show to people for people to listen to and learn mm-hmm. from, I don't think our listenership is big enough to make that national impact. That's so right. so I don't buy that it's education. Yep. Um, yep. So I no, wonder. And if it you. was just that all visits were down, I could say, well, that's people that are more comfortable staying home right. that, that, you know, even though they think they might have COVID they're getting, there's more at home tests. That could be possible. That could That's be part true. of it. Yep. Yep. So they're not going to the ER to get a test. Maybe they're doing the at home test. Yep. They call their doctor and they say, Hey, I have got COVID and you know, I, but I'm, yep. you know, they tell them you're going to be okay. Yep. That might be it. This is a great discussion. Dr. Mark, you're listening to healthcare. Now the truth about us healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark, we'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark here with Larry Jones fighting the uh, pollen showers, but we, we made it through the first thing. I think I only we should do a cough a couple times. Yeah, I think I made it through, but I don't know. We'll have to think you have to re-listen. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, really suppressing the stuff. It's this new bi-axiant or bi-antioxidant infusion I'm drinking. This is more buzz marketing. The bi? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to get people to start. They're going to they're going to write in and pay for this stuff, that man. That bi is good drink. There you go. See, they got a lot buzz, of flavors. Buzz marketing. Very healthy for yeah. you. We're going to get in trouble. They need to call us up and support our show. I think they should. I think they should. (laughs) Well, let's move on and talk about something uh, that we've touched on before. We want to talk about medication use and the things that affect whether people go get their medicines. The first thing is, do they go to their annual visit? Do they go over their meds and get them reordered, right? Right. Well, you know, there was a new release uh, by a company called Cover My Meds, which is a uh, 2022 medication access report, and they found that 82% of patients experienced medication delays in the last year to do all the do all these COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. insurance processes, communication challenge, and then most importantly, cost. Dr. Cost, Martin. yeah, yep. because there's been an increase in cost yep. for sure. Yeah. Now, when you think eight out of ten people have had issues with their meds in the last year, yeah. that's serious. Yeah. It's pretty much it's everybody issue. in a in a household. Pretty much, you know. Yep. I mean, yep. anybody in a, somebody yep. in your household has had an issue with this, if not more than one person. But on top of not getting their meds or delays in getting their meds, patients have also postponed medical visits in the last year, according to this access report. Right, and it's supposedly it's getting better. Right. I mean, yep. we, we do see yep. reports and anecdotes t- saying that people are more confident in getting out there. Yep. And that goes right to what we were talking about in the last last segment, yep. that that it, it's absolutely time. The delay of care has been a real thing. And if you talk to people in lots of different specialties, they've all got stories about somebody yep. Yep. who's had a s- serious problem with because yep. of delay of care. It, it's kind of like the friend that is a bad friend yeah. who won't go away. He's right. not going to go away until you make him go away. Exactly. And you so gotta, the issue is... Got to have him checked out. Go get it done. Yep. That's no. right. That's well, right. even when, when patients go to get their scripts, mm-hmm. a huge percentage of them find that, that the, the increase in cost is prohibitive. Yep. And I think you had said that we talked at the break that there was an increase of prescription costs of 67%? Yes. That? 80% of patients who went to pick up their meds in the last year found that their their meds, their copay, in other words, mm-hmm. had increased over 67% on average. And we talked about this last year, that one of the big determinants on whether yes. somebody filled their medication is even yeah. if they had a 5 or $10 increase, yep. they may walk away from the counter. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Dr. Mark, because if I recall the stats, if a, if a patient incurred a $10 increase in their copay, mm-hmm. one out of four patients wouldn't pick up their med. Right. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's, that's no, it's, just, it's super sad. I it mean, it really very, is. Yeah. And it goes back to and many of them where are do the elderly, dollars need to go? Yeah, yep. Many of them are elderly yep. to say whether am I going to eat or am I going to take right. my meds? Oh, no, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not at all blaming the patient here. Yeah. I mean, the idea yeah. is when we talk about the dollars that are thrown around in the healthcare system, yep. the areas that, that it really is important are those areas. Yep. So, because this is prevention. 
right? Exactly. Uh, presumably, these medications are necessary for patients to live a healthier life yes. and stay out of the hospital, right? That's I mean, right. I know and that's not always the case, but that that's the plan here. And maintain a chronic illness. Right. So if they or maintain treatment of a chronic illness. Yeah, yeah. treatment of yeah. a chronic so, illness. So that's right. yeah. ba- basically, you're just putting a wall up yep. for something that is going to save money in the yep. long run, yep. let alone save lives. Yep. So one that of, this is an area that really has to be One improved. of the perfect examples of this, Dr. Mark, is it's estimated that about 35% of America are diabetic stage uh, type 2. Right. If you take your meds like you're supposed to, rarely will you have a problem with your insulin problems. Right. But most people don't take it consistently. Or, or follow the appropriate diet. That's true, too. Yeah. yeah. The whole instruction thing with the health yeah. of the diabetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And diabetes is one of the largest costs in our healthcare system today. Well, we've had uh, a couple of endocrinologists uh, over the last uh, mm-hmm. year and a half and talked to them, and it, yeah. and it always fascinated me that, so endocrinology deals with a lot of different things. Right. Some really, as a surgeon, some really interesting things that occasionally bring up surgical issues, but really fascinating things, right? Right. And what did they say? 80 to 90% of their patients were type two diabetics. That was yes. it. Yes. So that's very what few type one. Yeah. That's right. So, but, and very few of those interesting other things either. Not that's that, true. not that anybody wants a disease that's interesting. I, I, I get that. No, I get but, it. But yep. if I was to uh, go and train in endocrinology, I know my, the, the list of things that I have to be an expert on is quite, quite long. Yep. But when I'm going to see 80% of my patients have yep. the same preventable problem. Well, if you remember when Victor Roberts yeah. came on board, he said that 50% of his practice was diabetes. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought it was yeah. even higher. Yeah, I it's thought just he crazy. said 50, yeah. 55%. Yeah, it yeah. might have been higher. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he does a tremendous amount of thyroid disease. I mean, yep. he's really well known. A lot known. of thyroid. Yep. And, but, yep. but this is dwarfed. Yeah. By the amount of it is. diabetes it that is. I see. And again, we're, you know, we're talking about uh, delays in medication and access to medication right. based on uh, many different things, whether it's uh, just not doing it because of COVID right. or, or the cost involved. And many times more than others, it's the cost involved. I mean, we didn't plan to have this discussion, but no, when, you look really at, when you look at diseases – that you can make a difference with, with that annual mm-hmm. visit. Okay, there are a lot of Absolutely. them. Absolutely. But this one has got to be front and center it when, it, when it can be the most yep. impactful yep. and for the most number of right. people. Yep. It's so incredibly common. And uh, you know, I hope no yep. listeners get upset with me on this, but it's, it's a completely preventable disease. It is. And... Yep. That that's where yeah. things are. That's where answers are going to be delivered. We're talking about Whether diabetes it's still, right? Well, well just yeah. diabetes type two, type two. Yeah, yeah. not type okay. one. Okay, okay. Right. Type right. type one right. is, is right. a different different animal. Yep. Um, still still needs mm-hmm. strict follow up to decrease complications. Yep. But in type two, you can actually get your life back. Yep. Yep. But you're it's incredibly hard to do that without help, and that help starts at your annual visit. Well, I'm not a clinician, Dr. Mark, but you are, and I do know because of 30 years being in healthcare that diabetes creates organ problems for anyone that has a severe type 2 diabetes, well, well, if all, they're not all on the meds. All no, the organs. All, all of them, yeah, right. So it, you're it talking, affects every part of the right. system. It yeah. affects your eyes, it affects your heart. Cardiovascular lung, system, yep. kidneys, Absolutely. hypertension, yep. all of that. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, yep. it's incredibly, incredibly impactful and probably 
next to smoking is maybe yep. the most costly disease that we have. You know, when we when we look at our value based uh, uh, metrics, we deal with low back pain. Mm-hmm. We deal with uh, breast cancer screening, right. cervical screening, colorectal screening. Yep. And then the big one is diabetes oh, yeah. A1C. Checking that A1C. Keeping it under eight. Yep. No, and yep. and that is, that's one of those factors that has to be checked. And yep. even even when you go in for a well visit and that's not an issue, you're, you don't have diabetes as far as you know. Right. A lot of clinicians are checking your A1C because yep. there are those yep. out there that might not appear yep. To have the the, the yep. body habitus of yep. someone who's got type two diabetes, right. but their diet may not be what the doctor knows right. it is, right. and they they see that that A one C is creeping up at eight or above eight, and that needs That's to be right. dealt with. You're seeing more and more people now with this little device on their arm. Yeah, that checks the glucose. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, yeah, talk so, about that for a minute. Yeah, That's so the, very gotten very very popular. So as you know, with people especially with type one mm-hmm. diabetes, people that have insulin dependent diabetes that okay. they have to take an injection of insulin to maintain appropriate blood, blood glucose levels. Uh-huh. So they have to monitor what their blood glucose is. And so typically that means uh, a needle stick like in the Like four finger. times a, a day or it's something? Different, different for everybody. Different for depends everybody. on how brittle yeah. they are. Okay. And they have, they have insulin pumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things you're seeing might be an insulin pump if you see it on the yep. waist. Um, where okay. where the, they can deliver that without taking a separate shot, right. they or have the to insulin, prick their fingers. So well, they, many times. well, the thing that you're talking about is instead of pricking the finger, it can actually measure. And I believe some of these will give an output to your smartphone, and you can just it'll it'll check your blood sugar at that right. moment. Right. So they they have to check it, you know, before and after meals, or if they have any symptoms. And so that that's that's what you're seeing. So these okay. are folks with diabetes. Okay. Could be type one. Could be type two. Okay. But Excellent that's, that's discussion, Doctor Mark. Yeah, this was out of nowhere, so I didn't I didn't do any of my uh, insulin research, but but it's something that I think we're both passionate yeah. about because we see we are. the loss and the cost yep. of that disease. Right. Let's talk about United Healthcare's imaging policy change, Doctor Mark. You want to talk about that a minute? Yeah. So recently, they launched a new program that was aimed at, at decreasing costs for major imaging services. Yep. And we've we've looked at different <clears throat> hospitals that have done this, where they drop their facility fees, yep. and because you can get the same yep. X-ray, the same CT scan, let's say, or MRI of your knee mm-hmm. uh, after a fun skiing accident or something of that sort. Uh, And you might get it in one place and it it may cost 10 times more in another. So United is currently circulating surveys to hospitals and freestanding centers asking them to to share the details on their quality performance. Exactly. Because if their quality is the same, their cost Mm -hmm. should be the same. Well, there's two things also besides from the, uh, you know, they've already United quite some time ago. I think it was last fall indicated that if you're not inpatient, you're going to get your uh, imaging from an outpatient independent imaging right. center, period, or they wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, and I think it was yeah. nearly two years ago mm-hmm. they put letters out to physicians that if you had a surgery that was an outpatient surgery that qualified, yeah. it needed to be done in an outpatient surgery center or the yeah. reimbursement may be affected. Right. Now they're now on top of that, they're now placing physicians into separate tiers with the highest labeled as, quote, designated diagnostic providers. And you and I both know these are probably all the independent imaging centers. Right. So they're yep. they're coming in at a cost yep. that is a fraction of most of the hospital A fourth, costs. a fifth of the cost. Yep. But 
there's here locally we can comment that some of these hospitals are purchasing freestanding centers yes. or building them. Yes. And one of the hospital system continues to charge the same fees as they would if you were inpatient. The other hospital system has waived those facility yep. fees to make it more competitive. Exactly. And that's just a local phenomenon. Right. Here, the payer, United Healthcare, mm-hmm. is really saying you need to do something like that if you want to stay in this game. Well, not only that, uh, they've made this statement in their January 2022 update that benefits are going to be available for all these major imaging services, but received from a non-designated diagnostic provider, it's going to cost you more as a member. Right. They, they, first Completely they went after, appropriate, in my yeah, opinion. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's a little unfair if you walk into your doctor's office and he or she says, you need to have this done, go here and get it done. Exactly. It's really up to you. And I'm I'm speaking to our listeners here. You can turn around and say, you know, there's a center by my house. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go over there. Now, have that discussion. Right. And even if it's a physician that's employed. They're not going to force you to spend more money. They're just not thinking about it. Well, it's, They're doing what's, what's normal for them. You just nailed basis. it on being an educated healthcare consumer when it comes to imaging. Hey, that could, be a, that could be a buzzword for us. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion, on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with my partner, Larry Jones. Larry, last week, I think it was right at the end of the show, we said we were going to talk about the Starbucks of mental health this week. And, And that... Piqued my interest, yes. and you gave me the article, yep. and I purposely said, "Okay, you run with this. I'm right. not going to read it because because okay. I'm I'm really interested because I know it's not going to be about coffee. Yeah. This is all no, it's not. It's yeah, but uh, there is a company called Mind M I N D twenty four seven, okay, and they're headquartered out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Nice. And what they want to do is bring behavioral health to where urgent care is today on the normal level. Gotcha. And so they want to actually be, quote, the Starbucks of mental health. The company was founded May of last year. 
Man, they that's div- a tough time to find a company, but right. in mental health, it makes, it makes Absolutely. perfect sense. If you recall, I'm sure they were working on this for years. Yeah. But yeah. If you recall, the biggest issue with telehealth, yeah. 80% of telehealth visits today are mental health issue related. Yeah. And that's a huge yeah. change, yeah. huge yeah. change. But anyway, the company founded last May has developed a business model that features a 24-7 walk-in access to behavioral health care. And my understanding is they've opened three in the Arizona and I believe one in Texas, mm-hmm. and they expand to they hope to expand this all over the country. Interesting. No, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so I guess you know their their success is going to really be based on volume and what the yeah. commercial payers are doing to support this. But yeah. why wouldn't they, Larry? I well, mean, that's right. it's it's not different than if you go to your individual provider, right? Right. right. It's got to be similar to well, that. Let me give you a couple stats mm-hmm. according to their. Early case studies that they've had people come in, 70% of those that come to their mind 24-7 urgent care centers are home within 24 hours. Okay. Oh, so there, you're talking about people with serious – so yeah. th- are these overnight stay facilities? Yes, yes. Oh, uh-huh. so, they're, so it's not just an office. Yeah. I mean, it's, Nicole it's, Bradbury, and let me mention who she is. Okay. She's their chief innovation officer for Mind 24-7. Nicole is also the president and founder of the Florida Association of Accountable Care Organizations here in Florida. Really? She lives in Jacksonville. Interesting. And she's the chief innovation officer for this company out in Arizona. Huh. So she goes back and forth. But she and I, you know, I sit on the board of Flacos. Right. And I, I've known Nicole for nine years. Have you talked about this? With I her? have talked to her about yeah. this. I'd like to even have her on the show. Yeah, no, we should. You know. But the company hopes to disrupt mental health care distribution with a model like this that has never existed before. No, we do. We need to get her on because I, yeah. I mean, it, looking through this article, it doesn't really describe the nuts and bolts of how it works. Because I was, yeah. I was sort of in the impression that you're going to come in for your treatment or your therapy, but you're going to everybody's going to go home, you know. That, but maybe yeah. they may have some 24 hour yeah. holds. That depends yeah. on like what what the state allows and that kind of thing. I'm sure. Well, just to give you an idea, by the end of the year, Mind Twenty Four Seven hopes to have between five and six hundred employees in five states, with one location outside of Arizona, potentially in Las Vegas. Hmm. Interesting. No, I, I want to learn more about that, Larry. If yeah. you can get her on the show, I'd love to yeah. love to hear what yeah. their plans are and how it's going. Yeah. And so, because this was written, a bit, there's there's some time that's lapsed, right? Yep. yep. So I'm yep. sure yep. Uh, I'm well, sure there's, there's, there's going to be an update. They're offering three lines of service, and I think this is important. Okay. Express care, crisis care, and a program called Progressions, mm-hmm. and we'll have to get. Uh, Nicole on to explain that yeah. to us. No, no. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, urgent care, mental health. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. No, that's really great. I look forward to uh, learning a lot more about that and, and having Nicole on to, to yeah. talk and about it. And not only do they treat adults, but they also treat children. Hmm. And they also have a law enforcement, you know, how you... Um, what do you Baker call it? Baker Act? Yep. They don't call it that in the urgent care center, but they have a similar situation where police can drop off people to their urgent care centers. For evaluation and Is that and cool or what? Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. that does sound like there's a uh, yeah. that's another group that can avoid going to the emergency room. Right. And uh, you know, that that is another another big goal that we well, talk about every week. And and one of their their keys to this, and I talked to Nicole about this very briefly. When you go to an emergency room, they're not 
they're not prepared to treat mental health. No, no, they're emergency room doctors. They're, that's right. right. They're they're prepared to treat everything but right. mental health. They're going to get you yeah. stabilized yeah. medically, yeah. possibly Baker acted if need be. A Baker Act is, as you know, I mean, is someone they they actually admit them until they can be evaluated. Yeah. But here, you've actually got the individuals that can evaluate them. Yeah, and and what they're saying is, instead of spending hours and hours in the emergency room or waiting two weeks to get into your primary care doctor, I can go in today. I get in, I'm taken care of them, and I'm out tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool yeah, program. Yeah, or the same day, or the same yeah. day, depending on what's pretty what cool program. Yep. All right. Well, that was mm-hmm. that was a feel good. I like that. I, I really look forward to learning more about we'll it. Definitely getting the coal on the air here. Yeah, with us. great. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the the other kinds of business in uh, healthcare, yep. and we we always come back to the big big money sinks or the uh, yep. the insurers. And Centene just yep. posted six hundred million dollars of profit for Q four in, in of one last year. quarter. Yep. After posting a loss same quarter a year ago. Yep. yep. How do you go from zero to $600 million in profit, Dr. Mark? You buy things. <laughs> you buy things that, that aren't making money, and you buy things that are making money. Yep. And Centene has expanded exponentially. Yep. I mean, it w- it had no name. We, we had yep. not heard of them just a few years ago. That's right. That's right. And now they're well, They started major, out major in player. Florida as Sunshine State mm-hmm. Health Plans, yep. and they still are. Yeah, they still but are. But now they've expanded into Medicare. Mm-hmm. They bought... 12 Medicaid plans in 10 states, mainly in the South. Right. They're headquartered in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, they they did. They bought WellCare, true. I think that was Uh, the largest one they bought. Yep, it was. And they also bought Amerigroup. Yep. You know. Which is interesting because those were the two that were kind of the two players. Yep. Right. And they they bought them both. Yep. And just to explain, Larry, Mm -hmm. to what that means to providers. Okay. Okay. So providers contract with each one of these different groups. Right. And you don't get the same contract. Well, let's talk Medicaid in Florida. All Medicaid is Medicaid managed care. Right. Meaning through a private insurance agency. Exactly. And Centene is one of the biggest ones. Right. So if so, if WellCare comes to me and says, I'd like you to take well care patients that are these these managed Medicaid patients. Right. I can negotiate a number. I can say, I want this percentage of Medicare or this percentage of Medicaid. That's right. Okay. So it can be a higher number or a lower number. And I have to decide what makes sense. Yep. Well then if another company comes to me and says the same thing I can say, oh, well, look, this is uh, this is what I would like to take. I can't really like show them my other contract, but I can say this right. is the number that I take. And they as they a can provider give me, uh, as a provider That's right. give me That's a, right. a yep. yes or a no. That's right. Well, then when a new company comes on. So now now you're in the Medicaid world. Right. And if you are a subspecialist or specialist, you're getting referrals from some type of primary care. In my case, it was pediatricians. All pediatricians. Right? That's right. Yeah. So what's important is a pediatrician needs to know that if they're, they have a patient that needs to, we talked about endocrinology. Let's stick with that. Okay. They need to go see an endocrinologist. Okay. So the pediatrician really needs to know the endocrinology group that they send to just takes all, all these things. Right. So that group then gets this new company that comes in and says, hey, we're new. And they say, okay, great. This is what we normally have for payments. Mm-hmm. And they they turn around and, and say, no, 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 we're new. They want to pay you less than I, the we, Medicare. We're, we're going to pay you this flat rate. Right. And you know what? We're paying everybody this flat rate. Yep. And you can't even have a phone number to negotiate this flat rate. Most okay? physicians, if you're a pediatrician with a heavy load, a patient or a chart load of Medicaid, can't even survive. 
Right. So, so, so imagine, imagine that you then decide, okay, you know what? I want to take, I want to be able to serve all the clients, right. all the pediatricians, all the primary care. And that's what you me. went to med right. school for. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and take this low payer and I'm going to lose money yep. on these, on these patients. Every but time okay you see a patient. Because I've got these other policies. That's right. Well, then fast forward two years yeah. and that company has now purchased the first two companies. That's right. Now they can't change your contract, but you know what they can do? They can move the patient into their entity. That's right. And that's exactly what happened with Centene. That's exactly what happened. And it, it dropped yeah. numbers for specialists so much so yeah. that that was part of the reason people retired. Well, Centene is probably one of the largest Medicaid providers in the country. I think they're pushing 3 million Medicaid lives in these 10 states, Dr. Mark. But there are 80 million people on Medicaid in this country today. Wow. But the thing that st- struck me about this article with Centene posting a $600 million profit in Q4 of last year, they were disappointed because their revenue expectations weren't met and they reported $32.6 billion in revenue. Oh, my God. And they were they were disappointed. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just now this just is you know, crazy. this is all taxpayers dollars. Oh, supported. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's so uh, our listeners you, out there like need to I, I may need to take a break. I'm, this has got me all worked up. <clears throat> I know I'm, you have gotten worked up. This is good. <laughs> no, I mean, th- this is what in in Florida is crushing pediatricians and specialists. Absolutely. And particularly and it, and it, the subspecialist. If people have the ability to walk in and and take a certain number I mean, you see how the business works, right? They, they've got to keep their lights on. They've got to pay their employees. And they calculate, okay, well, I'm, a, I'm doing all right over here. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll do some of this, this work where I lose yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, you but, know, the other but thing. But I'm going to win overall, yeah. and then, and then yeah. that's gone. Did I mention to you that the CEO of Centene made $30 million last year? But I yeah, wasn't going to bring I, that yeah, up. Yeah, but I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, yeah, no, it's I wasn't going to bring that up. So, so when we look at that, we're talking about one company, one state. I know Centene is yep. not in just one state. Yep. They're in but, about but, 10 states. Yeah. So, yep. so. When we add all those pieces of administrative costs yep. that are allowed here, that is well, the not number. Only did That's they the $4.6 trillion dollars in healthcare. Right. That, Absolutely. that is a giant chunk. Yep. And that is what needs to go back into the pot. It's a giant chunk. Yeah. Well, the other thing, not only did they expand into Medicare, like you said, by buying WellCare, but this year in Florida, they came into the ACA world. Mm-hmm. And they they got a big footprint in ACA yep. for 2022. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the, the affordable care just for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the marketplace. The marketplace, yeah. Yeah. which in Florida had one provider two years ago. Exactly, they had Blue Cross Blue that's Shield right. as one provider. Now there's about now, five. Now there's, yep, yeah, there's about five problem. or six. Yeah. No, I think they they're seeing. It's just a. It, it was just a rotten technique to yeah. draw in yep. providers. And then literally yep. take their own yep. patients and put them in to the pot that you only yep. agreed to work with yep. because you could get away with it because you had other patients that yep. could keep you afloat. But, but, you know, from a business standpoint, and you and I do this all the time, aside from you're already on, on the clinical side, when I look at this, Dr. Mark, it seems to me that there's got to be a balance. Sure, physicians and companies that take risk should be rewarded for that risk if they do well. 
but $600 million in profit in 90 days on $32 billion in revenue that is all taxpayers' dollars with a CEO making $30 million a year. Where's the balance? We're going to talk more about this when we come back because I can't even, I I need to take a break. Did I really upset you Oh, my gosh. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. I've uh, taken my blood pressure, <laughs> feeling a little bit better. I appreciate the time. But uh, we yeah, put you we, on a remote patient you, monitoring. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I need to drop in and see my primary care this afternoon. That's right. No, but we get talking about the inequities and you know who's making the dollars and who's not. It really is frightening. It is. And, well, it's discouraging. And, the, and, and you brought up, I like the way you put it. It's like, you know, if, if somebody starts a company and they take risk and they succeed, they deserve yeah. reward. That is true. Yep. However, in healthcare, it is not an even playing field. Especially if it's taxpayers' dollars. Right. Well, that's, that's one. Yep. And two, there are restrictions to providers that they can't do that. That's right. That they can't yep. come up with the next best idea and tweak something in healthcare and just charge right. more for something. So, and, and the reasoning behind that is something I don't argue with, that healthcare is very personal. When people, people don't want healthcare, you know, That's they right. don't want to spend money. That's they don't right. want to get sick. They don't want it to, to be, it's not a choice. That's so right. it should be considered, you know, different right. than the open marketplace. And unfortunately, it isn't considered different when it comes to groups like pharma or it comes to groups like right. insurance companies or hospitals, but it is different when it comes to providers. Yes. And that isn't right. And they're never going to change that provider side, but they need to change the other side. And then that fixes the $4 trillion issue. Right. Well, you know, there are a couple of issues here, Dr. Martin. And we were talking about Medicaid. There are 17 states out of the 50 that have not expanded Medicaid. Florida's one of them. Right. That leaves over a million people in Florida without Medicaid coverage right. because we won't accept that cost after the right. feds pay their portion of that over the first 10 years. Right. And why? Yeah, because, because we'll go bankrupt. Well, well, I will tell you, yeah. if in today's paper, the budget for Florida mm-hmm. is being nailed down this week in the in the Congress in state legislature state yeah. at 105 billion. Okay. If we expanded Medicaid like the feds want in 10 years, it'll cost Florida 100 billion dollars. Right. So we can't afford today it. of that hundred and five billion, we're spending forty billion of it on Medicaid. They're already today, done forty billion. Yeah, today, right? right. Yeah, and so then, we, it's, that's just yeah. going to compound the problem exactly. And then we break the bank. But then, you, when you look at these kind of things that these managed care companies are profiting on, 
And then you take a look at where the Medicare trust fund could be insolvent in 2026. Mm -hmm. You wonder why aren't our legislators looking at this and reining in some of these profits? Because they're being told by lobbyists they need to support this and need to support that. That that is another area where yep. the yep. the cash flow isn't the same as as it is That's in right. medicine. That's right. And it, it's a yep. it's it's having a an area that that knows little or nothing yep. about what they're talking yep. about. Yet they're yep. they're pulling all the strings and yep. making things happen. Exactly. It's not. Yep. We can't. We we're just going to keep printing money. Yeah. Well, mean, and not only that. And you know, we we've always said we're not going to get into the middle of politics. But you talk about lobbying money oh, yeah. and lobbyists that keep these. Uh, Legislators, Congress, and senators shouldn't be a healthcare the way lobby. They want them to vote. Should, should, that's another yeah. area where you can yeah. step in. Well, and and no healthcare lobby. Well, the thing that that blows my mind is how does a senator with a hundred and seventy five thousand dollar year salary buy a twenty five million dollar home on the ocean? <laughs> now, if you can explain that to Mark, you're a much better businessman yeah, no, no than names, I am. No names there. No yep, names. Yep. 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 Well, you know the yeah that yeah we we're gonna we need to we need to turn this boat because we're we gonna. Do. I tell you the uh, the hours that precede us uh, on the shows they can take care of that they'll, for us. They'll handle but they're, that they're much better yep, equipped. Yep. Much That's better right. equipped. That's right. Let's let's talk about Amazon Care. Okay. So on Tuesday, Amazon Care, which is the medical arm of Amazon that everyone knows, mm-hmm. on Tuesday it says that it plans to offer its telehealth services nationwide in yep. addition to the expansion of in-person sites in yep. 20 new cities. Right. I saw that. Uh, and the new cities set to receive this in-person care are New York, San Francisco, Miami, and Chicago, some of the largest cities in America. And what's what I find a little interesting is we've been talking about Amazon Care since we've had the show, right? right. And they have, uh, you know, appropriately they they are a media frenzied company that that you know gets in the news a lot. And and if you have a microphone in front of you like we do, right. um, you talk, right? Right. And so Amazon Care initially had. A very a, a, a more aggressive plan than we've seen. Right. Well, initially they were just going to provide care to their own employees all over the country. Well, that, that was very right. That but was the, their but, they, but when we started talking about them a year ago, they mm-hmm. already planned for a nationwide launch. That's right. They had completed their Seattle site and said we're yep. going statewide, yep. and within sixty days they were in would be nationwide. That's right. And that's so right. that hasn't happened. And I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing that because I don't think it should have happened. You don't do those right. kinds of things until right. you're ready. Right. But I'm just saying that, that, okay, they announced this. It's going to be 20 new cities, and we just named yep. uh, five. Right? Well, and, and again, they just signed three Four. new deals as well with very large employers like Silicon Labs out in California. Right. True Blue. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them, but I'm not sure where they're headquartered. And Whole Foods. Foods. Yeah, well, they own Whole Foods, yeah, so they that's, own that's Whole really Foods. That, that's yeah. their own people. And then, of course, you know, they've got their uh, pill pack, which right. has really taken their entire pharmaceutical healthcare piece to a whole new level. Right, right. You know. And now, now we can go up and yeah. get in orbit with them too. So, so and you know, know, I remember we've talked about Amazon in a number of different shows, mm-hmm. and you you seem to have some concern quite some time ago about how big is big with Amazon and is there a downfall on this? Well, I think from a logistics perspective, nobody's better. So if we're talking about 
delivering something, but using the word deliver when we talk about delivering care, healthcare. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure it's the same patient care now, but they have logistic logistics expertise. That's a tough one without a doubt. And they have lots of capital. So if they set their mind to anything, they could literally go into outer space, right? Because they go into outer space. Absolutely. So, so, so I don't, I can't say that they can hire the right people. There's no question. Yep. Will they? I, I mean, I don't know. That just remains to be seen. So it, it's it's one of those opportunities that's there. But unless right. they do it correctly, they're they're going to fall fall down just like the the hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands yep. of yep. companies that thought they had the right way to do it. But I they wonder, do. They have I the wonder, potential. They do. I wonder how many pill pack. Uh, customers do they have today i'll, I'll look into yeah, that look into that because we do talk that. about that yeah. a lot but you don't yeah. you don't hear anything about pillback anymore no, no. i mean i think it's just part of what they do but i see it all the time with people that receive it when i'm in friends homes i see pillback laying on their counter yeah oh really yeah interesting I see it a lot yeah no check into that we should okay. we should figure more of that out all right all right what else you got well members of anthem health plans and as you know anthem is out of new york they're very large, but they plan. They have health plans in 11 states that will soon have access to virtual primary care services. So here we are, another major health care provider, really focusing in primary care on telehealth. Right. Now, let's, let's just explain for our listeners mm-hmm. Anthem and their relationship to like Blue Cross Blue Shield yeah. and different, different yeah. states. Yeah, well, Anthem started as Anthem, mm-hmm. but they bought 14 Blue Cross states right. over the last few years. And now they've bought uh, a number of other uh, large plans as well. Right. So they, yeah. they've just continued to grow. But you'll see some people have like an insurance card that says Anthem, but yep. it is Blue Cross Blue Shield. Like I think they're right. in Virginia yep. and they come down yep. on the uh, yep. on the eastern eastern border there. So, well, they bought uh, I'm trying to remember who they just bought recently. Was it South Carolina. Simply. Oh, they bought Simply, Simply Health, health Plans. Yeah, yeah. Simply Health, yeah. Plans, yeah. Simply health plans. Yeah. Yep. So there is there's that group. You know, when we go back to Centene buying, we've got several groups in the game now. Yep. That are doing well. And who are they looking at? They're looking at United. They are. Yep. I mean, United's still right. the largest. Yep. Twenty seven million members. Yep. So they're Worldwide. definitely. Yep. They're, they're looking to, to get in that level yeah. of game, I'm sure. Yeah. But again, on this Anthem rollout, they're talking about servicing clients in Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Missouri, Nevada, New York, Ohio, Virginia, and Wisconsin. That's a lot of states. Yeah. No, so that's, that's good. I think you yeah. know, supporting telehealth is going to be going to be a, a good yep. thing for providers, for patients, yep. and for, yep. for the uh, healthcare system financially. And, and, you know, we were talking about getting your annual wellness visit. One of the things that they're going to be doing is having 24-7 access to check-ins, to prescription refills, and you ready for this? Preventative screenings. Hmm. Through what are their, check-ins? Uh, through their uh, meaning primary care after you've been... Uh, Discharged. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And then again, preventative screenings through Anthem's app. It's called Sydney Health. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, there. I mean, technology is going to play play a yeah. part here. But if you make it, if you make the access easier, you're yeah. going to pick up a percentage of those patients that aren't following. And if they work and focus on things like. Your A one C, right? Yeah, that's right. Gonna, that's yep. definitely going to be a, a yep. huge advantage. Well, you know, we talked about uh, what does the future of healthcare look like, and again, these things like Amazon Care and Anthem, and and many of these others 
are driving exactly where it's been predicted that healthcare is going to go, and it's going to be out of the hospital. Technology. Technology. It's going to help us out. Technology and access to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spe- speaking of hospitals, mm-hmm. we've, we don't have too much time left, but I think yep. we have time to talk about this. Okay. It's a topic that we've brought up an, often in this past uh, year, and it's the topic of price transparency. Yes. So a year ago, a, a rule was passed that said January 21. Yep. January of 21. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we're just over a year that hospitals had to post the pricing for procedures right. and services. Right. And as of, and that's a federal as of law, Dr. one Moore. year later, this yep. federal law yep. has a 14.3% <laughs> compliance. Yep. Okay. So 14.3% are actually posting. And how many warnings? Yeah. CMS has issued over 300 warnings to large health systems, but no fines. No fines. No fines. And to hospitals falling short of this price transparency law. So, Larry, so why even so have Larry the law? you're the CEO of hospital system that has a $2 billion budget. Right. And I tell you, hey, 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 Larry, you need to post this. Seriously, yep. you need to post this, and you know that's going to hurt business. And you know what my question is going to be: What's what it going to cost me if I don't? Right, very little. Yeah, well, nothing, nothing, nothing. That's right. So, I mean, when you, when you sit down to that, that is policy being produced yep. just for the discussion, and it's not doing because it was a great man when that passed. Well, a lot it was of that applauded. Had to deal with surprise billing too. Yes. Yes. Well, th- well how, what do you think is going to happen there, Larry? Yeah. Same, same group. Same thing. Same yeah. rule. Yeah. And the reasons hospitals don't want to do it, let's just take the two large systems here in Orlando. They are very heavily com- competitive. Yes. They're not going to – they don't want their other competitor to know what they're charging. No. And that's the whole reason, but yet they're putting the patient in the middle, and you walk in and you have no idea what your service Well, and they're cost. also – you could then compare it to an outpatient service and see how much more you're paying. And, and that's going to people get people walking out the exactly. door. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that was a great discussion, even though you got my blood pressure pumped up there. Um, something that we, we've got to do every time, once in a while. Yeah, I know. I need a little meditation, a little mindfulness. Right. But we will be back next week with more of the same. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you're looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.